It's Ben from the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm here at the Spotify New Camp watching Barcelona, and you can catch all of our latest episodes on Spotify now, or on Apple Music if Spotify is not your thing. Remember to give us a follow and rate us five stars, it really helps us out. Now, enjoy the episode. One, two, three, four. Gira can hit them. Did Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. First up, beat the sheep and he will score. It's Ben Woolley. Man. <laughs> 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 oh goodness me and i'm also joined by a man who is not fit to zip arsene wenger's coat up it's harry martinez <laughs> <laughs> is any man fit up to zip up his coat no not even the man himself, not arsene, not yeah. even the man himself. <laughs> how are we both oh good mate very fantastic good. fantastic joyous that is what we like to hear uh so i want to start this week by uh, talking about a tweet that one of you sent into our into our little Twitter chat we've got, um, and it was it was JJ Kocha saying he reckons he would be worth uh, more than the 106 million pounds Chelsea paid for Enzo Fernandez if he was playing now. But what do we think about this? The first thing I think you've got to remember is the transfer prices back in his day were just monumentally lower than they are now, like yeah. almost incomparably. But I think he's kind of right. Yeah. What? I think I think he would be boosted by the YouTube montages. That's I exactly that's what thing. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to be honest with you, he, his stats were never that bad. I mean, when he got the move to Paris, I, I think he got a goal every game when he was at Fenerbahce. Which I know it's Fenerbahce, but a goal every game for an attacking midfielder. He was, you know, he was a good player. And I think with those YouTube montages and the fact he's a vibes player, I think I don't argue the fact that he'd be close to a hundred million. Well, I've actually done a bit of uh, a bit of number crunching on this, and I say I. I've oh. found some research. Oh. So he's actually kind of right. So he moved to PSG in 1998 for 14 yeah. million pounds. Yeah. Having found some data, transfer fees have increased sevenfold since then. So wow. a culture would Jesus. be worth 98 million pounds in today's I, market. So just shy of Fernandez's fee, yeah. yeah. So he is actually kind of right. He's probably going for that. And I guess in a more sensible move. Like I can see, say like a Newcastle now paying that kind of money for him. However, given this season, Chelsea would absolutely be opening the checkbook and doing like 140 for him. Well, it's funny you so... mentioned it's funny you mentioned Chelsea. So the Athletic did some kind of more in-depth research. Uh, they worked with a football finance expert and uh, university professors to take into account a bunch of stats and and kind of outside things that would influence transfer fees. And they looked at old fees from the 90s and the early 2000s um, and, and gave them a kind of modern-day fee. Uh, and you say Chelsea, so they spent a combined £80 million on Fernando Torres and Andrei Shevchenko. And obviously, they were both <laughs> Can you imagine how bad they would have been had they spent 
today's transfer fees, which was a combined two hundred and twenty-five point six wow. million pounds. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you can throw in Adrian Mutu to that as well. Thinking about it, how much would the likes of Andy Carroll have gone for when he moved to Liverpool? I don't have any of those, but I do have a few more players for you. Well, even looking back, going back to JJ Codger, just before you go on to it, even looking back five years ago, I mean, his nephew went for thirty million, and he's absolutely dog water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that assessment. So, surely the upgrade is JJ Okotra, and five years on, he's definitely going for 100 Let's mil. be honest, do you think Everton are asked who they're spending their money on? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, so some of the other transfer fees. Uh, so Alan Shearer, when he moved to Newcastle from Blackburn in 1996, it was a British record £15 million fee. That would cost £222 million today. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, That's Harry Kane money really nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's still less than a million a goal, so... It's madness that the transfer record used to be 15 million. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, honestly. Uh, get ready for this one. So, uh, Rio Ferdinand would go for more than £100 million twice. When he moved from West Ham to Leeds in 2000, uh, it was £18 million at the time. Today, that would have cost them £124.9 million. Uh, while his £29.1 million move for Man United, to Man United in 2002 would have been worth £132.5 million today. So <laughs> more, than, million more than 200. Yeah, it is. Yeah, more than £250 million pounds for, for both like Any player over 25 mil around the early 2000s is a lot of money. Yeah, and Man United weren't stopping there. So uh, when they signed Juan Sebastian Verón uh, from oh Lazio God. in 2001, <laughs> it cost him 281 million pounds at the time 155.4 million pounds i think we said something like this last week didn't we or something like that or i think i mentioned it veron was i think when we got in the twitter group i think i said if veron was going for the amount of money he did in 2001 you could easily see jj okotcha going for a lot of money oh easily and if i remember rightly veron was at united wasn't he (laughs) he was yeah he was what he was he didn't live up to what he could have been no absolutely not uh, Harry, I believe you've got something else for us as well. Am I right? Yeah, so I, I was I was browsing through TikTok the other day, as I do. and Because um, you've got no life. I, literally, mate, that is, <laughs> that is all I do. I saw something come up with, with some of the weird football facts that are weirdly true that you don't believe are true. Okay. And some of them we might have heard. So, like, the Arsenal captain always chooses the length of the entire team's sleeves for yeah. that kind of thing. And then Flamity cuts them off. Classic. <laughs> One that stood out to me was goalkeeper Hans Jörg Butt has scored three Champions League goals. They were for all penalties for different clubs, and they were all against Juventus. What? <laughs> Isn't that oh, crazy? That's fantastic. Have you have you seen the clip of the penalty scored in the Bundesliga when he was too busy celebrating and they scored from the the kickoff? Oh my god, that's incredible! Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's, I have not seen he's that. too busy celebrating, and whoever takes the kickoff, I can't remember who they're playing. They just score from the kickoff, and he looks like the biggest idiot you've ever seen. Oh, no. <laughs> Another one for you. Um, Spain won the World Cup, scoring just eight goals. Yeah, is that's that, bad. Is that, I don't know. What What is the kind of average you score winning the World Cup? Well, how many games do you play? Is it Three group ga- stage. Three group games, and then probably... It's four, four knockouts? Games. I suppose mm. eight is quite a low number then, yeah. Uh, yeah, they are, that's, that's one goal more than the games. Although they didn't play with a striker, did they? So maybe that's a bit more understandable. I don't know. World Cup, I think they did, didn't they? Did they? How, how difficult was yeah, their group? Yeah, 2010, they, they would have had... Uh... Well, they lost to Switzerland. I assume we're talking about 
2010. Yeah, they lost to Switzerland. Well, yeah. They lost to Switzerland, yeah. Well, that's the only World Cup they won, wasn't it? It was back-to-back Euros and one yeah, World Cup. Uh, Paolo Maldini captain AC Milan to a Champions League final win in England exactly 40 years after his father did exactly the same. Yeah, that's nice. Mad. There's, what, three generations of Maldini that have played for Milan now? It's crazy, isn't it? On it's the exact same date, thing. though. Um, there's the... John Obi Mikel's actual name was Michael, but Mikel was a spelling error. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's, you're making that mistake in the club shop, not when you're registering your new <laughs> sign. Like, what's going on here? So Steve Bruce, much known for his love of kebabs and that awkward hello to all the journalists as they walk in, <laughs> once scored 19 goals from a centre-back in one season. Absolute bags, man. When is he appearing <laughs> on the show? <laughs> oh, here's, here's one we all love as well. So in 2003, Inter Milan were knocked out of the Champions League on away goals. The team they were playing was AC Milan. So they actually never play the way. What's going to happen oh, yeah. again, isn't it? In, uh... Yeah, because they've got a match-up in the final yeah. semi-final. Are they still at the same stadium? I thought they were yeah. moving stadium. They haven't finished building. Them, if yeah. they're moving in the next two weeks, then yeah, but I find that hardly <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Here's one. Ten of the France's top 12 most capped players played in the Euro 2000 final. Oh, wow. Nice. I oh, know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And here's a little one that we'll all love. To end it on, in 2010-11, David and James were the most common first names in the Premier League. Coincidentally, this was the first Premier League season without David James. Thank God for that. <laughs> well, I've got, and if you really I've got want a special fact. one... Sorry, go on. Uh, go on, now, you I've, carry on. One fact I'd like to add that is, uh, is a football fact that is a bit random. Did you know that Swindon Town is the only club I know what you're going to in say. In the football league that has no letters in their name that feature in the word mackerel. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah, that is pure pub quiz <laughs> trivia. Are they in the? Uh, are they in football league still? Swindon, yeah, just about. Um, here's one for you. The first 50 Premier League goals scored by Bosnians all came from Edin Dzeko. The 51st came from Azmir Begovic. Yes. <laughs> I thought I'd get a little Dzeko feature in there. We love it. That's me for the facts. Fantastic. Tell, tell some little little trivial facts. Yeah, they were good, them. I like them. Little tidbits. Tasty. <laughs> Keep those in your back pocket for a rainy day, lad. Yeah, yeah. they're pub quiz material, they are. <laughs> um, so, as you heard at the start of this podcast, our very own Ben Woolley has been in Barcelona. So, we decided this would be the perfect time to cast an eye over some streets, won't forget icons, from La Liga. Now, Mr. Oh. Woolley, would you like to get us going? Who have you got? I would, I would. And I thought it's kind of only fitting, really, that I've got a man from the very police. It's a player who we'll all remember, played recently, played in that fantastic Spain run we were just talking about. It is the man himself, David Villa. Oh, yes. I like this already. What a player. Sensational player. When you look at him, played out front on the wing. Incredible goal scorer. His career was interesting because I think we'd probably all remember him from Barcelona. I'd say Valencia. Yeah, yeah I'd say Valencia, Valencia in Barcelona. Was incredible. 166 games, 108 goals across five Ooh, years. That's crazy. Fantastic return. Across his entire career, he got 333 in 624 matches. That is unreal. That is not bad at all. He primarily a striker. He When he played for Barca, he got shoved out to the wing a bit and a little bit earlier in his career as well but still did just as well there he has an interesting, we talk about fun facts, do you know there's something I saw when I was looking him up that I love 
So obviously played for Spain. Yeah. But that's not where he started his international career. Oh, hello. Oh, was he so, in the Catalonia side or something like that? <laughs> in 2001, Asturias refounded their national team from the 1920s. No way. They played three games, all of them friendlies, obviously. Uh, in two of those games, David Villa played, and one of them he scored. I think wow. this was when he was still a youth player. I think when he was at Gijon. Gijon. So this was before even his Zaragoza days. So while technically he, he began at the Spain under-21 level, he's part of, I think, probably the only unbeaten national side in the world at the moment. <laughs> the, the only unbeaten national side. That is an incredible claim. Villa. Still going. Lovely feet from David Villa. What a goal! What a goal! They, well, they played three games, won all three, and then just never played again. Who were their friendlies against? They played San Lithuania. Absolutely, it's San Marino. Ah, they played Macedonia oh. and won 1-0. They Go played on, Lithuania and won 6-1. Wow. And then they played Honduras and won 5-3. And then they were like, you know what, boys, that's <laughs> enough football for us. <laughs> Quit whilst you're around. I, well, I wonder, yeah. could you tell us who else is in that team? In the Asturians yeah. team? I can find it quickly. Okay, okay. Going back, whilst you're looking that up, going back to David Villa, I mean, there, there are very few players I loved more than when I was watching that Spain national team from 2008 to 2012 with David Villa. I mean, the, the man was, if he was on the pitch, you always had a chance of winning. And he had a bit of flair of doing it. Yeah. I remember, was it Portugal he played in? Was it the uh, World Cup or one of the Euros? They got Portugal in the uh, first knockout round. And it was an awful game. It was dire nil-nil. And I'm pretty certain he scored from close to the halfway line. You're thinking, where did that come from? Why? Only one player on the pitch had that flair about him. I mean, obviously, Spain was so well drilled in keeping possession and playing like that. And then he just volleys one from 40 yards out and gets and scores the goal. And you're thinking, he had that something different in that Spain side that, that made him a threat in amongst that possession football. I'm not saying, well, hang on, I'm not saying it's not true. But I think if David Vera had scored from near the halfway line at a World Cup, we'd probably remember it, and I don't remember it. He did have a, a halfway line goal against Deportivo that was on the half turn, just smacks it, and the keeper has no chance. But talking about in that Spain side, he got some unbelievable phrase from, I think it was Kaka, who said that if there was one player in the world he could play with, it would be David Villa when he was at Valencia. That's incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. Because that's around the time that Kaka's winning Ballon d'Or. Oh, yeah. I think if you're looking for a summary of a player in one snippet, a player like Kaka saying you're his dream partner in that team is yeah, that's unreal. nothing too shabby. Yeah. No, that's unreal. I remember him and Torres just being absolutely ferocious up top. Unreal. Yeah, he, um, I think part of the reason he's forgotten now Mm. I guess as well, well, forgotten in the UK at least, is he did kind of had, it's, a, it's the double-edged sword of playing for a team like Barca is you get to play with some of the best talent in the world but you also have to play with some of the best talent in the world and yeah, when I you're up you there mean. with the likes of Lionel Messi, you're not really going to be the one capturing no. the headlines as often 
Didn't he really badly break his leg as well while he was at Barcelona and that kind of derailed? Did, yeah. yeah. Because before before that broken leg, he had double figures uh, for La Liga goals for eight seasons running. And had he not broken his leg and missed most of that season, it would have been 11 seasons running. That's crazy. Which is just ridiculous I mean, I remember, numbers. Oh, 100%. He obviously scored in that 2010 final where everyone says that that's the best team they've ever seen in football was that Barcelona team and obviously is remembered for the for the fact Park Ji-sung was absolutely run ragged by Lionel Messi but David Villa scored an absolute beauty in that game and I think that shows what you're on about there Wooly is is the fact that he played with such great players that he kind of gets lost in amongst the source yeah and it's it's not anything really down to his ability because no most of the time he was the pick at a bunch yeah he's just I don't know his, his career kind of tailing off towards the end, obviously moving out to America. Yeah, I think that I doesn't suppose, do him any favours. Yeah, but he was it's quite hard to recover incredible from that kind up of at New injury, York. though. When he played out in New York, I swear he was still an absolute bags man. I know, obviously, it's the, it's the MLS, but... Yeah, he scored um, 80 goals in like 120 games. That's incredible. I, I probably, what, 34, 35? Yeah, like, completely different player then. Like, his pace is probably mostly gone. But Then you go back to Atletico, then. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We moved. He nearly came to Arsenal, I think, before we went to Atletico. Mm. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, I think yeah. he left Barca. My, my one question would be, and I feel like we've we ask this pretty much every week, but is he too good, or is he? Right, well, I think... hang on. Is he forgotten enough because he had that spell at Barca and was kind of outshone by everybody else? Like we've said, we remember him for the Valencia spell, and I think that spell alone. Probably means he should be in the Hall of Fame because it was just unreal. Like you'd hear, you'd hear all these talk, all this talk about, oh David Villa, play, oh this guy out in Spain, he's unreal, and you'd never ever want to get him in like the Champions League or the UEFA Cup or whatever. Because then they have David Silva as well. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Even then, he was probably he was still under the, you know, at the time there was him, and then on the, I think it was on the right they had Juan Mata, and on the yeah, left they had David yeah. Silva, and I think. You wouldn't talk about him in isolation. You'd talk about all three of them being unreal. Oh, and Pablo Aymar, by the way, wow, he was oh, yeah. a what what player. What player. Well, he got um, Zaragoza to their first ever European tournament as well. That's didn't crazy. He? Did, did did he win the the title with Valencia, or is this past his time? I want to say it was past his time. Let me have a look. I don't believe he won. He it. did win the Copa del Rey with uh with Zaragoza, yeah. which is that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I think I think going back to your question, Dan. I think I think he if if he was you know, I think he is too good, but not purely on his ability. I don't think he's remembered enough to be too good. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think he's he is probably one of the best players we're going to mention, yeah. but he's not remembered as one of the best players we're going to mention. Do you know yeah, what I mean? If you'd said to me in 2012, you asked me that same question, I'd have said absolutely not. He's far too good. Why would you even consider this man for this list? But the obviously the injury and falling out of the limelight at Barca, the okay spell at Atletico, but that that New York spell is almost kind of that little redemption at the end. Why, why do we think compared to other strikers that he's of, the, of that generation that he's so forgotten? Maybe because he played on the wing. Because he was played wing and striker. I don't yeah, think you was. remember him as a striker and you don't remember him as a winger. You just remember I, him as a forward. I do think it's down to that unfortunate Barca problem of, of there's only, there's only so much attention you can give to a team with that much talent. 
there aren't many better at you... doing what he did at, at that time. Like, there's not many better goal no. scorers about. No. I mean, the other thing is they replaced him by either playing Alexis Sanchez or putting Iniesta on the wing. And you think even the players after him are, are incredible players. Yeah. So it's not like he was missed. Um, because they still went on to dominate Europe at that time. So it's he's kind of forgotten in the sense that he, that impact was not felt, but he was incredible. Yeah. Like, he did it at club level, he did it at country level, won everything in the game. I think, it because of how forgotten he is, he has to be on this list. Yeah, He must have got close to, like, top 10 Ballon d'Or list. You think he finished sixth on one of them? Which... Obviously, you'd look at it and say he's too good, but the fact we don't remember if he was even included in the Ballon d'Or is what I think is shows how how much he is forgotten in in terms of how much ability he yeah. had. Yeah. Well, before we move on, would you like some of the notable players from the Asturias? Oh yes, please. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> you are not going to believe some of the names on this okay. list. Santiago Cazorla. Wow! Oh, wow. Dennis Cheryshev. What? Oh my yeah. word. Joaquin. Oh yes. Oh my word. Uh, Luis Enrique. What? Juan Mata. Wow. Uh, obviously David Villa. And the man himself. Michu. No, no, it's over. <laughs> You've you. ruined it. Michu. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. No wonder they've smacked out of Honduras and whoever else they play. Oh, yeah. The best part of this is all of these players were like 18 or something, maybe even younger oh, than that God. when they played these games. You, what, do you still think <laughs> Honduras so turning up with better teenagers? Palacios is standing in midfield wondering <laughs> what on earth has just happened whilst one matters run past him. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about the Asturias amateur football team when their previous win was a game against St Mirren. What? So... Well, I'd like to go next because... I was going to offer okay, it to you. Okay, thank you. That's very kind of you. Because um, I, I think right. the player I've got is an absolute genius. I would like to put forward one of my favourite players when I was growing up, and that is Guti. What a player. An absolute unreal baller. player. I mean, when we talk about players who see things that other players simply can't, that is Guti. He's without doubt one of the best creative midfielders of his generation. Uh, so he, he makes his debut at Real Madrid, he comes through their academy, uh, makes his debut in 1995. By the time he leaves in 2010, he survived the original Galactico, so Zidane, R9, Figo, kept his place as a regular. And he's even there for the second Galactico. Uh, he's there for 15 years at the Bernabeu, uh, and he endures despite all of the stars joining the club. He wins La Liga five times, the Champions League three times, and leaves the club. As a legend, and I think that really you know stands him above so many players because there's a lot of players who wouldn't have got through that. You know, you've got all these stars turning up, you're getting shipped off straight away, but yet he endured. Uh, he had his critics, his explosive temperament, he had a poor disciplinary record. Uh, he was criticised for a lack of work ethic and maybe never fully reaching his potential. But I think that's the kind of maverick that the streets don't forget. Similar to Terrapt in a way, but obviously a f- far better career. <laughs> so that was very near. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> don't worry. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, Guti, what can you even say? Like, incredible playmaker, like vision, passing, technique. He had it all. I think I think the difference is when you when you're talking there about he had the vision to pick out a pass that no one else could see. That, that relates to a lot of the Spanish midfielders around his era. But I think the difference with Guti is he had a flair to do it. 
And I think that that sums up with the back heel to Benzema, where he's through on goal, one on one with a keeper. It doesn't even it doesn't even look around. No, he he, just he plays almost that knows goal. he's there. Like he he senses him there, and it's it's an it unreal bit of skill because I don't think anybody else in that situation would have backheeled it to a teammate. You're just going to shoot. That's what I'm saying. I oh, think no. that's the difference. Is, is the, that the flair. sheer audacity to even attempt that? Incredible. Out of interest, how many Spanish caps did he get? Because I, I really can't uh, remember. Him. Yeah, I can't remember him playing for Spain. I think, a lot. I think I he's one of those, and you know, you could say Cazorla's maybe the same. He, he's absolutely a victim of that Spanish midfield being as good as it was. Because you, you're not, I mean, you're uh, not going to get a game ahead of 100%. Iniesta, Xavi, and Busquets, are you? And Xavi Alonso course, as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cesc Fabregas was there. I mean, you even even going further down, you look at Arteta who never got a Spanish cap. Yeah. And you think in any other, you know, European country would have had a chance of getting a couple. And I think that goes the same for Guti, as you said. And I guess he would have lost out on a lot of game time at Real Madrid, even though, the, you know, he was a class player. Those Galacticos, because of the money that was spent on them, would have, would have well, got a place still, ahead of him a lot of He still played 20, 30 plus La Liga games in most seasons he was there. It's not like he was just a bench player who never played. Like he, But I'm wondering how many was off the bench. Yeah, he moved, well, he moved further back. Back into midfield, which I guess where he preferred to be. Yeah, but you can see just how good his mentality was at times because when they just brought in Kaka, Zidane retired. He didn't shrink away. Mm. If anything, he kind of took that moment and ran with it. I mean, the fact that he was still taking set pieces over some of the players that were at that Real Madrid shows how quality his left peg was. You know, yeah. You um, you mentioned that that back heel against Deportivo and how good that was. Unreal. The one against Sevilla in 2006 is just as good. I don't know whether you've seen it. I've seen a lot of them, but I can't remember. It which comes out to him on the edge of the box, and he backheels it first time through like three players to Zidane, who goes on to score. It's utterly brilliant. You, you just can't teach that. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's pure instinct, isn't it? Balls to Guti. Guti flicks oh. it through Zidane! <laughs> That's a cheeky, cheeky pass. Well, Zidane has missed a couple, but he scored when Real Madrid have needed the goal tonight. Cometh the hour, cometh Zidane. Well, Rob, I tell you what, that's a cheeky, cheeky pass. Back heel from Guti. Where do you see this one again? Yeah, you can either do that or you can't. There is no coach in the world yeah. who will put that I, in. I'm you. sure when this episode comes out, we'll have a little, uh, we'll have a little montage of Guti's highlights to, you know, in the run up to the episode. So. You will it's be able be to go, go look at those. I mean, literally, it will just it will just be classical music over the top with a bit of bizarre, yeah. wouldn't it? He, he he had this grace on a pitch that, and the other thing is he always found space, and I think that's that's key to a player playing in that position is the amount of space he found. But it was just so easy for him with when he was on the ball. It's impressive that he spent as long as he did at a club like oh, Madrid. Absolutely, yeah. I know, Obviously, incredible. we talked about the players coming in, but especially when you consider that he was kind of a. <laughs> well, I, there was there was something I found doing doing research, and um, uh, Michael Owen and Steve McManaman both said that Guti was the vainest player they ever played with. Apparently, he had <laughs> he had a mirror in uh in his in his locker in the dressing room, and he would always do his you know his flowing blonde locks before the game. Oh, I kind of love that though. He was the That's most just Spanish looking. It's the first time I've ever cared what Michael Owen and Steve McManaman have had to say. <laughs> <laughs> The so like, that was probably wrong, mate. Probably you're doing stuff player. like that. You have to then back it up on the pitch. Well, and I feel like does. backing it up with some first-time back heels is oh, kind yeah. of the way to go. 
it, everything looked like a training session to him, didn't it? It was, oh, it was yeah. a bit of fun. And I mean, to be fair, playing in that Madrid team, it would be a bit of fun. That's a good shout. I do appreciate that shout. It yeah, he's just, shout. I think, and we've, we've said this before, and I can't remember who it was with, Nyan Golan. We said this with Nyan Golan. Who do we think he's forgotten about because he didn't play in England? I think it's got to be, really, doesn't it? But it shouldn't be, because it's not oh. like he travelled around the Spanish league. He spent almost his entire career at Madrid. Say for I, I think he's probably also forgotten because he's not part of the Galactico signings. I think so. Yeah, I think if if he would have would have cost you know a quite a quite a hefty chunk of money, then we would be saying, "Oh, do you remember Guti at, at Real Madrid?" But because he was through the youth ranks, he's kind of forgotten as uh, that how, bit time. How player. rare is it that a player comes through the youth ranks at Real Madrid and actually makes it and like spends a decent amount of time at the club? And makes an impact like he did. Like that, that's at Real Madrid. Yeah, that never unreal. ever happens. The only other one I can remember is Ika Casillas, but he was a keeper. So and he's the best keeper of all time. Yeah, exactly, mate. So, so yeah, you're kind of losing out there. It's, a, it's similar but different to David Villa in that they both kind of get forgotten. I guess Villa's was through injury, mm. whereas Guti's was kind of just he moved onto the bench more. But they're very similar in that. They are unbelievably talented players who played in unbelievably talented teams. And that kind of works against them when it yeah. comes to getting remembered, shout, at least. Bro. Thank you very much. They're uh, <laughs> two very good players We might have so a tough far. choice here. Uh, Harry, would, would you like to uh, put forward your player? And I think this is going to yeah. make the choice even more difficult. Yeah, I'm not going to make it any easier for you, fellas. And uh, I'm going to go with a man who, although his time in Spain was a lot less than the two players we're on about here and is the only non-Spaniard to feature in this episode. He is arguably one of the most talented players I think we could we could pick here. And that is uh, Juan Raquel. Yes. How could and you do this, man? We are never going to times. Yes. <laughs> an absolute baller. I mean... Oh, an incredible player. He was one of the original... And you'll like this, Willie, as a football manager man. And you, Dan. He was one of the original enganches from uh, from Argentina to come oh, in with yes. that number 10 role where you actually don't do anything but are incredible yeah. on the pitch. And um, he 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 moved to Barcelona in 2002, but I don't think we remember him for that, for that Barcelona time. I think we remember him more for the Villarreal era. Um, and that, you know, that spans from winning, you know... Uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of games where he, they were dependent on him to get into a semi-final with, uh, with Villarreal and 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 getting the love of the fans. I think is what is what happened. But his time at Barcelona, we don't really remember. I mean, he got thirty appearances in three years there that included a, a lone move. To hang Villarreal. on, I'm going to tell. Hang going on, wait, back. wait, wait. I, I'm going to tell you why you don't remember him. And it's a man who's been here before. The it's Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> I was about Louis to say, I'm pretty sure he's another player who had a falling out with Van Gaal. So he's he immediately. I'm, I'm going to get ranty again. What a. D- what is he doing? <laughs> he signs. They sign Raquel May, right? They sign Raquel May, and Van Gaal calls him a political signing. Well, that's some political statement, yeah. isn't it? Play him, you idiot. What is wrong with you? I tell you what, if your if your politics is signing one of the best players in the world, I will him out of the wing. Hey, he doesn't like, run. What are you doing? Is. Apparently, apparently, his political choices are why uh, Giovanni from Brazil was, uh, was sent out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it might be disappointing. The same. There's no Raquel May quote about he that. Really but we've, 
Uh, <laughs> he really doesn't like the South Americans. For Argentines. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> my, my, my favourite memories of, of Raquel, mate, are that, that Champions League run where, all right, it boils down to him missing a penalty against Jens Lehmann, but that Champions League run for Villarreal still keeps Villarreal in that top bracket of, of Spanish teams. And I think he was a major part of that. Yeah. And I think he just had this flair on a pitch that was incredible. I mean, he, he was really good at the free kick. I mean, obviously, last week we had, we had free kicks and he would have cropped up in the memory there. But I think as a, Villa, as, as a La Liga player, with that streets won't forget quality, I don't think you can find better than Juan no, Raquel. And you, you mentioned that Champions League run. Um, and obviously, they, they played Arsenal in the semi-final and, and got knocked out. I remember as a, a young and naive Arsenal fan, and maybe still a naive Arsenal fan now, <laughs> I just assumed, you know, because I hadn't really heard of Villarreal before, we were just going to get through really easily. But there was, I remember there was all this talk about this guy called Raquel May and how good he was. And I don't, I don't think at the time I'd really heard of him or knew too much about him. But my God, were people right. Like, he, he is unreal. His technique and his yeah, talent, he was, he was and he makes there. everything look so effortless. But everything he did looked like he was doing it at fifty percent, and he's taking the piss out of teams all the time. I mean, uh, that is one of the things that he was known for was his lack of worth ethic in both training and on the pitch. But it didn't matter when he had the ability to turn a game on its head no. in one pass. But I think know. he's he's absolutely forgotten because he he had obviously the time at Barcelona, but it, it he wasn't there for long. I think he never had that. There was no big at, club break. No, there wasn't a massive European club. Is that yeah. an issue with us, though? Because when you look at someone like Raquel, yeah, we talk about his Villarreal years. The man won 10 league titles at Boca Juniors. Yeah, mate. And I like, think he won three Copa Libertadores. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, I know we say he, no big club break. Is this just a European well, this, this is what I was going to say. For those who understand and saw what he did for Villarreal and Boca, know just how good he was. Like, if you watch the highlights, I think he's playing, I think it's the 2000 Intercontinental Cup. He's playing for Boca against Real Madrid. And he's absolutely taking the piss out of them. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the start of the Galacticos, and he's just running rings around them. Like, it's not, it's not something just a, a normal player does. Like, you've got to be a special player to do that. A gift from the gods. He always has been. I've said it for a long time. For me, I said it at the start of this game, the greatest footballer in the world. I'll go to my grave defending that man. He splits his country down the middle. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Who couldn't love this? This Nobody. is a Bernini sculpture of a goal, Pablo. It's perfection. If it had missed the target, you could have hardly blamed him. But he takes all of the responsibility on his own shoulders. He guides it heavenly. It's a magisterial hit by an artist. A part of the game. You cannot say enough. He backs it up. I mean, it was it, it, he won that Intercontinental Cup as well. So He did. And I mean, he was... Um, you talk about the... Uh, value of players nowadays from what their fee was back in the day and 2002 Barcelona bought him and he was 11 million euros back then so nowadays you're looking at 60 mil I'd pay mil, any so money in the world for did him have, honestly I think he's that good that's what I mean um, he hasn't got the English tax or uh, the English tax or anything like that but he, he was still he, kind of recognised though because he was nominated for player of the year he was nominated for the Ballon d'Or is it just that because his best 
best years came out in Argentina. You're, we just I don't mean, know about it. You talk because... about that into the Continental Cup. There's a little bit here in his uh, in his in his biography that says, however, the highest point would be the final of the Inter- Intercontinental Cup against Real Madrid, who at that time were in the process of forming the Los Galacticos with a signing of Ballon d'Or winner Luis Figo. And against all odds, Barker end up winning the match and Raquelme would be the stars assisting for Martin Palermo's goal with a 30-metre ball and controlling the pace of play in the last minute, to which Madrid's defenders, Claude Makaleli and... Obviously, this next one is not going to live up to hype. Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. The fact that even in this, he's remembered for that one game. I, I mean, all of his quality was was there to see. And if he wanted to show up in a game, you had the no chance. The other thing that I don't think he's really remembered for is he goes back to Boca in 2007. And it, it's like heralded as the return of the Messiah. And he absolutely yeah. carries oh, yeah. them. I wouldn't quite say single-handedly, but it wasn't far off. Winning the Copa Libertadores, and he has this kind of like similar to like Maradona in Naples, and maybe you could say Maradona for for other Argentinian clubs and stuff like that. He has this kind of mythic status I mean, compared to Maradona in his youth. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's only made better by the fact he's now their vice president. Yeah, he's now the vice yeah, they president. They absolutely love him. It's that fairy tale story. The man <laughs> sets his league alight, gets a big break in Europe, doesn't really turn out for him, goes back to his starting club. And just it goes back to Boca, which is second he coming started, of God. He started at Argentinos Juniors, yeah. um, and then went to Boca. And then when he went back to Boca from Villarreal after Boca, he went to um, Argentinos Juniors again. So yeah. he was a man who back to his roots. much like um, who you know. There's a lot of players that come to Europe and end up back in Argentina and still perform to the quality they had here. And I don't even think Argentina is you know is not an easy league, and it's not easy in the Copa Libertadores. Because you've got players of this quality playing in those leagues, especially around this time. Yeah, and I think... he's another one who shouldn't be on this list. They are not... too good, but they're not That's remembered. I mean. Like he's, in terms of just his ability, far, far too good to ever be on a list like this. But you almost have to treat it as, I guess, as two separate. What is with these players, and I think especially with Guti and Raquelme, is the flair that they had where you'd watch them and it'd get you out of your seat, it'd get your heart racing. They they were incredible to watch and do things with a football that you'd never imagine anyone could do in their career, let alone like five times in one game. And I think that that qualifies him alone for being a Streets Won't Forget player. And similarly to Guti, he started falling out with players and managers, and that kind of yeah. forced him away from the bigger teams. <laughs> it appears, mate, if you're South American, you've got no chance with Louis van Gaal. So. <laughs> there's, there's a quote here on Raquel May I just want to read you. If we travel from point A to point B, everyone would take the six-lane highway and get there as quickly as possible. Everyone except Raquel May, he would choose the winding mountain road that takes six hours, but fills your eyes with scenes of beautiful landscapes. Yeah, I think that applies to Guti in the same in the same fashion of it might not be the easy way to do it, but my god, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, oh, three incredible well, players there. I'm not going. Yeah, lie. this, this is let's really let's tough. take a vote because I feel like we might need a while for this. It's going to be difficult. Who would like to vote first? I'm going to go first. I don't know. Oh no, actually, I'm not going to go first. Oh, you are. No, you are. You absolutely <laughs> are. You just said you go are. Go yeah, I will Come go on. first. So well, I'm, I'm going last. I'm copping out no, of this. No, you're not. You're going next. I'm going last. <laughs> I'm, I'm torn, in, in between David Villa and Guti, but at the same time, Raquelme is incredible. <laughs> Got all three. I think, 
for me, in my lifetime, when I've watched one of these players play, I always felt joy and I loved him so much. And I think he made me love football even more than I thought I did. And I think for that reason, I'm going to vote for David Villa. Okay. Then you're next. Yeah, quick move on before I change my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's locked in now. <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm so torn because all three of these people should be in our Hall of Fame. I think we could have a case here of well, all let's, three. Let's see. Let's see where the no votes one go, and we'll. Because uh, yeah, I know who I'm see. voting for already. Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling to make a decision here. <laughs> I, I can't pick. Right, okay. I don't know. I'll step in. Uh, I am going to go for this man because I think there are very few people who light up a football pitch like he could. Uh, and I, I, I fondly remember him from my childhood and, and he'll always be one of my favourite players ever. And I'm going to go for Juan Roman Raquelme. Oh, Ooh. mate. You had me on the edge of my seat to the end of that. I really I, thought you were going to go with Gooty. That genuinely could have been any of the three of them. I love Gooty and I love Raquelme, but I think I love Raquelme just a little bit more. Fair enough. I mean, at the end of the day, this boils down. I know it's always personal preference, but this literally boils down to who gave you so much joy. Yeah, and I'm also football. picking Raquel Makers. <laughs> you, Louis Van Hal, you. <laughs> that is, if I could vote for a separate thing, I'm voting to just remove Louis Van Hal from. <laughs> Can we put him in the non streets for forget? One week we're having a streets won't forget room 101, and Louis Van Hal is going in there. I don't care. <laughs> It's going to be Louis Van Hal, half and half scarves, and signs as, asking as the players. As we flush shirts. him into room 101, all we're going to hear is Louis Van Hal's army, but getting quieter and quieter as he travels down the tube. <laughs> uh, back to business. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no more beating around a bush. Talking about all of this, I'm just sitting here feeling all romantic about football now, thinking about all these good goals and. It's because you're off. It's because you've been drinking red wine, mate. That's what <laughs> I think we're talking about players that just you loved watching, I think is what it comes down to. Because all three of these people should be in here. If it was up to me, we'd put them all in. Well, we can't, if, if we want to put them all but in, I think if, I'm happy to do that. I, I, I want to hear who goes for first. I, I will tell you who I'm picking. I wholeheartedly believe that we should once again break from the rules of yeah. our own <laughs> and put all three for the first time. Everyone gets in. Saying that, if you're going to force me to pick, I would have to go for David Villa. I think he's the one that I personally saw the most of. He was in those incredible Spain years, which is probably a bit of bias, but yeah, he is un- unreal. I, think, I don't I, think the thing is a bad choice. There is the thing. two votes for David Villa, one for Raquel, mate, and all I can think about is how how poor it is that Guti has not got a vote. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he would get one if it wasn't for the fact that it's just what is the other two like, We are we are going to. We're going to do right by these three people. For all three, we've said, oh, I think they're a bit, they're way too forgotten for the quality of players they are. Well, let's make sure they are forgotten no longer and vote all three in. Yeah. Come on. You know what? That just feels right. King Daniel states it, and so it shall be. So, David Villa, Juan Roman Raquelme, and Guti all join the Streets Don't Forget Hall of Fame in an unprecedented decision. Uh, made by the three of us, but we we feel that it is it is the right decision, guys. Correct? You know what? hundred percent. No, good decision in the end. And I think before we started this podcast, we knew that would be the outcome because you can't you can't separate 
how much these players I love all three you of know, them. had that flair. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if we'd finished this podcast and we put in David Villa, I'd have sit there and gone, that's yeah. such a disservice yeah. to Guti. They need to be Rick remembered Kelly. more, and we shall do that. We shall be the change the world needs. Yeah, I agree. So, quiz time? Quiz time. Quiz time. Well, we have a slight change this week. I have relinquished my duties as quiz master, and I will be taking on Harry this week, uh, and Ben will be taking over the reins. Uh, so, oh. take it away, Mr. Woolley. He's got a week off. He's got a bank holiday from quizzing. On to the quiz. I'm still on the job. (laughs) (laughs) We are. So this won't be counting against mine and Harry's head-to-head record, but maybe we'll introduce Dan in as well. Uh, So we're playing starting 11 once again this week. Quick rundown of the rules. I'm going to give you a game from the past, and you'll take turns guessing players who started in that game. I will accept a player from either side. Subs who came on will count. Unused subs will be incorrect answers. You have three lives each. And as we've been is talking this, about... Is this, if, hold on. If this is the country that David Villa played for against Honduras, I am going to come there and personally <laughs> with you. Well, you're going to hate what I'm about to tell you. Can I just say, I'm, I'm so scared. Like, I'm so scared I'm going to bottle this. Like, I'm such an idiot. Like I'm genuinely nervous. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the pressure is honestly, honestly, it's horrible. It is horrible. So, I thought, as we're talking about La Liga... We're having Barcelona again. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, It's from my favourite year, 06 Barcelona. Oh, no. In their El Clasico clash versus Real Madrid on Saturday the 1st of April 2006. Finished one all. Oh. Daniel, as you are a debutante, I'll give you the option of going first. I am going to start with Zinedine Zidane Zinedine Zidane is a correct answer thank you very much that's a good start come on so there's, there's never in doubt about that one is there <laughs> I don't know, I, don't know. <laughs> I think I partially remember this game there are some so big I'm, I'm big names here. I, I'm but you, we always joke about the 06 Barca, but I remember their team being absolutely stacked with legends. Um, but I'm not going to go there, first of all. I'm going to go safe and go Ike Casillas. I'm not even going to waste your time and try to lie to you that that's an incorrect answer. There's only one man who's going to be in goal. It is indeed Ike Casillas. Lovely. Uh, one all. Daniel, back to you. Uh, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. I think he scored. Not only did Ronaldinho start, he was indeed the goal scorer. Come on. Oh. Oh, God, uh, this is so... Honestly, I don't know how you do this every week. <laughs> oh, my God. Harry. Um, I, mate, this te- these teams, I think, are filled with absolute streets won't forget players. Yeah, oh, mate, they're everywhere. not just streets won't forget players. There's just class. These two are incredible. I'm going with Deco. Deco, Ooh, I like that. Deco's a player who I think is far too forgotten as well, but that's a story yeah, I agree. for another time. He did, however, play in this game. Oh, 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 oh. nice. I'm right. torn. I, I'm torn between the Real Madrid striker. Was he fit at this point? I'm going to go with Raul. Raul. Ooh. Now, Raul was a substitute. Oh, 
an unused. Oh what? no! What? <laughs> oh my god! Raul, I believe did not play in this, but did play in the reverse fixture, which Barcelona oh, won three 0 How? Oh, how? 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 Um, I think I remember this game for an early red card. And I think it was Roberto Carlos. There was indeed an early red card. You forget I would have watched all these games. Oh, yeah. I would have watched all these games. Second yellow booking as well. I've been soused. How is this fair? You pick Barcelona every week. I literally watched Barcelona. <laughs> all the you can't complain about the players in this team. They are ridiculously Yeah, they well. are incredible okay. players. Roberto Carlos played and got sent off. Yeah, he got two bookings in twenty-five minutes. Like you have to try. He had a dinner date, mate. That's what right. <laughs> it's heating up now, Daniel. You are down a life. I'm going to go plenty for... of Victor Valdez. Playing it safe, slotting it home. Victor Valdez is a correct answer. Um, I'm gonna go with Buyol. Carlos Puyol <laughs> did indeed start. Nice. Who would have been the Real Madrid centre-backs? I think the defenders are going to be hard to get. I can't think of any think Real one, Madrid centre-backs from that time. I think there's one that's okay. <sighs> we'll, go, we'll go to Barca. Um, Samuel Eto'o. Yeah, Samuel Eto'o, the man who said that his time at Barcelona was better than Thierry Henry's, did indeed start. Nice. Um, if he's thinking of the defenders and can't get one, I'm going to nick the easy one and go with Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos is a correct answer. Yes. <sighs> oh, he's look at him. He, he's his first time out in the quiz, and he's. Hey, I've got I've got a lot of respect for you boys. <laughs> so if Raul didn't start up front, then I'm gonna go with R9. R9. I think, I think Chubby Ronaldo's in. Don't disrespect Don't ever him call like him that. that again. Well, honestly, a disgrace. A man <laughs> that not only started but scored Madrid's equaliser. Oh, excellent. Should you should bonus points for that? Should have gone with Raul. Should I? For f <laughs> um, idiot. All the love of the pod. I'm going to go with Guti. Oh, please tell you me. might have to guess that one again, mate. My internet disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of the pod, mate, I am going to go with Guti. Guti? Of course it is. There he is in that midfield. Correct answer. Wait, out of interest, Dan, obviously you've done his re your research. Was his name short for Gutierrez or why Guti? Uh, couldn't tell you. <laughs> Call him up. Give him a ring. I'll give him a ring. So, would you like a rundown of who you've got left? Yeah. Yes. Yes, please. So, for Barcelona, you have three defenders, mm. a mid two midfielders, a forward, and all three subs. Okay. okay. For Real Madrid, you have two defenders, a midfielder, and two forwards, and all three subs. Okay. It's me, isn't it? It is yeah. indeed. I am going to go with a player because I remember him 
playing. He started for Barcelona in the 2006 Champions League final, so this would have been a few months after this game. I'm going to go with Ludovic Juli. I I was going to say Juli. Oh, what a player though! I actually really rate Juli. I actually had a. Uh, you know the orange. I'm only, only going to rate him if he's right. I'm only going to rate him if he's right. Answer, I swear to God. Ludovic Juli. He's a substitute. Well, he was a substitute. Oh no! I think he played. He was a huge. Yes! Yeah. Come on! He oh. came on in the 57th minute. Oh, thank God for that. So, Harry, still leading 3 2. Um, I have a crack at one of the Madrid defenders. I'm going to go with Mitchell Salgado. Oh, Mitchell Salgado. I'm just going to say, if that is an incorrect answer, I think I know one of the defenders of Real Madrid. Well, Mitchell Salgado was a substitute. Oh, oh no. He did not come off. Oh, no. We are back at two all. Do I keep this in my back pocket or is it too risky to go with? I think I'm going to save it and I'm going to go for a slightly safer option. Oh. How many Barca defenders have we got left? Three. Uh, two, three, I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he back from last week? Rafa Marquez, also known as Mark Marquez. Oh, Rafa Marquez. Is it too early? It is indeed too early. Oh, Rafa Marquez oh, is an incorrect no. answer. And who else? It was. Who was the other one? He said. I. Th- oh, do you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Juniano Belletti. That was who I was gonna go for. No, no. <laughs> Giuliano Valletti was a substitute. Oh. A used substitute. (laughs) He's pulled it out of the bag. 2-1. And we're back. The underdog. Daniel, what have you got? I don't know. I don't know what I've got. David Beckham. David Beckham. You've nicked one off me there. It's a correct answer. God for that. Yeah. Still in the game. Alright. I'm going to have a risky one. A fellow who features in our intro and is a Streets Won't Forget player in his own right. Not remembered for his time here, but I'm going to go with Julio Baptista. Julio Baptista. It's a big shout. Big, big shout. And it's paid off for you because that is a correct (laughs) answer. How have you managed that? There's three forwards, mate, and Raul's injured. You've got to think of, like, players... No, Raul, Raul's sat remember. on the bench, yeah. mate. Yeah, but if he didn't come on and you're, you know, you're 1-0 down, then I'm surprised. Some of the players you've got left here, I will be surprised if you get. If we get them? Yeah. There's some... I mean, the thing is, you've chosen 2006, so it's, it is a long time ago, but you've chosen two of the it biggest is. teams, so... There's every chance we could get them. I don't think I've been unfair with this selection. And you've gone with you've you've put it to the fellow who at the time was a Barcelona fan. So 
Surely. Outing yourself as a plastic like that. <laughs> what, supporting Norwich? <laughs> glory oh, hunter, mate. I'm a glory hunter. Surely. Yeah, I those championship trophies. Surely, thing. surely, surely, Xavi or Iniesta had to have played. Maybe both. I'm going to go with Xavi. And I'm waiting for this to be wrong. On his last <laughs> life, he takes a punt. A stab in the dark. It, of course it had to come down to one of those two, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I picked the wrong one. It just felt right. Xavi Hernandez. Or oh, I might just leave it a bit longer. Oh, no. Like <laughs> <laughs> Xavi is an incorrect what? answer. Oh, my this word. This is a shambles. Right, so... That midfield is going to be Iniesta and Mark Van Bommel and someone else. Tiago Motta. Tiago yeah, Motta. for God's sake. And then Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Oliger, and Gabriel. I was going to go with Oliger. And then is Henrik Larsson in that team? Henrik Larsson played up top. Oh, and then oh. Madrid, I reckon you've got Rubinho. Correct. I think the punt that you're going to go for, Daniel, at defender is uh, Cicinho. Cicinho was indeed at the uh, back. He was the other one I was going to go for. Or Jonathan Woodgate. Subs. Subs You're missing another Madrid player from that team as well. Thomas Gravison. Thomas Gravison came oh, on. I have a word. Then the, the other this three. Is a joke. What is it? Why have you picked this? <laughs> is he what <laughs> a duo? Because nah, I, I, I wanted this one. Because I did the And he gets an advantage. It's a shambles. Three of the starting 11s we've done have been Barcelona. Oh, he's fuming. <laughs> uh, the three subs that came on were Alvaro Medhia, who? Paolo Gabriel, and Raul Bravo. So you got Raul, but a wrong oh, one. Oh, have a word. You've got to give me that. Oh, you could have given yeah, him come that. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 gave, done... I gave him bloody Mark Marquez last week. Like, have a word. <laughs> yeah, and it cost me... <laughs> It almost cost me a win. So oh, it did cost me the win. Yeah, it did cost you the win. That's revenge. Next week we're having a Norwich game. <laughs> <laughs> Next week it's going to be like St. Johnson versus St. Uh, Mirror. We're going to have the Motherwell Copa del Rey final. Yes. Next week, <laughs> Next week, when I'm back on Quizmaster duties, you're getting absolutely done in. I've had enough. You're, you're getting like I'm an Accrington Stanley against Burton from 1984. Jimmy Ryan. He's always going to be playing as Jimmy Ryan. <laughs> Mark Smith. Well, that was good, boys. Well done. That wasn't good. That was awful for me. That was kind of shocking. Be fair, it's a tough. It's a tough era because it's in between the Xavi Iniesta and Sergio Busquets, but also big players before. I feel that. like I was thrown at the deep end there. Well, as well. What a strange mid. What a strange lineup that is from Barcelona. Who on earth is playing right Bruno, back? Bino, Iniesta and Deco, and then Motta as well in a midfield. Yeah. Incredible. So they've got Puyol, Oliguer, and Van Bronckhorst at, as a back yeah. three. And they're playing some ridiculous five-man midfield. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's like 3-4-3, three, three, I guess. But who would have just playing on left mid? Deco, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Iniesta like, right mid. Well, it's not going to be Thiago Motta, put it that way. <laughs> and then you got Larson and Eto as two strikers and Ronaldinho just going wherever he wants. Well, that was another episode of the Streets Won't Forget podcast. Uti, Juan Roman, Raquel May and David Villa have all been voted into the Streets Don't Forget Hall of Fame. Uh, and that is the right decision. Uh, and I've lost the quiz and I'm upset. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you again next week. Thank you very much for listening. One, two.
Gira can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One front, David Villa, oh, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorinho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! 